Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to first thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, giving me the activities of my limbs, and for my loyal listeners who have been joining me here throughout this journey, because I know it's been like almost a six-and-a-half-year journey that we've been doing this here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, first and foremost, I also want to say um, Happy Memorial Day. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your day, taking the time off, spending time with your family. Hey, Brenda, I see you. How you doing, cousin? Taking the time to spend the holiday with your family, your friends, those that are close to you. I want you to know COVID is still out there, and gas prices are just out of control. So if you are on the road, please be safe. If you're with your family, please enjoy yourself and also be safe. Now, let me <coughs> log on my caller. I'm trying to eat and multitask and do all kinds of things all at one time. So let me log on the first caller. Good afternoon. This is Jeanette. How are you doing? I just logged you on. Number ended in 37. How are you doing? Miss J. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. That is great. The that is so great. Topic you know, this... today is decisions. Yes, and this is a topic that you asked me to do. So just to let people know, <clears throat> when someone asks me to talk about a particular topic or a particular subject, this is an open platform. I only ask that individuals be respectful and mindful and that we're truthful in regards to what we share, especially because we don't know who's out there listening. And this show is being broadcast in several different languages in several different countries, and a lot of individuals have expressed that they have learned a lot from listening to the show. So I appreciate you. But, boy, today I am so running behind. I'm still trying to eat. I still got to go to the grocery store to go shopping to go get food to cook for the day because I didn't realize I had not been home in almost over three and a half months. So uh, I got I got some stuff I got to do today because I want me a big old juicy steak, and that's a decision that I made. Now, when you <laughs> I came, love juicy okay. steak. <laughs> when you came up with this my topic, neighbor James, I think my neighbor James is logged on. Uh, he okay. makes the best, best charcoal barbecued steaks. Mm. I love them. I, I want me a steak so bad. I um this morning we went to um well I didn't go because I didn't, I didn't even left the house. I um got some Paul's place, so I got me some pork chop breakfast and eggs with toast with grape jelly, and I only took one bite so. If you see me, and I learned that as we get older, and I remember parents used to say, don't talk with your mouth full, and older individuals, when they would eat, they would always say, well, let me finish eating, baby, and I'll call you back later. I learned that you cannot and you should not be eating and talking. I tried that the other day and I almost choked to death just by trying to eat some fish and talking at the same time. So I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned. So when we when you came up with this topic, decision-making, what was this about? Why did you choose this particular topic? This is about decision-making and mm-hmm. being able to say no. And it's oh, okay, like it. and you shouldn't be ashamed. Correct, correct. And you know what? That right there is huge. I remember my mother told me a long time ago, no is an answer just like yes. I used to be like, I don't like no. I don't let nobody tell me no. And when we talk about decision-making, we learn how to make decisions based on a lot of different factors and some of the things we're going to be talking about today. And I like the fact that you said learning how to say no. It's okay to say no. Now, I'm looking at something that talks about decision-making, and they talk about in psychology, decision-making is regarded as a cognitive process resulting in a selection of a belief or a course of action among several possible alternative options. So that means that yo no is my option. It could rather be rational and sometimes irrational. Now, when I was thinking about this 
and I was thinking about decision-making, and I had posted some stuff even on Facebook, and before I did the show, and I was talking about with decision-making skills and learning how to make decisions, sometimes <laughs> making decisions can be complicated for individuals. So I'm going to ask you, Mr. R., why do you think that decision-making can be complicated for some people? What makes it so hard to just give a person an answer or make a decision? Miss J., a decision yes. is your own personal decision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you should not be ashamed and everything's going to be okay. There you go right there. Now, things are going to be okay. A lot of times individuals, and I thought about this too, are they struggle with making decisions because they're concerned about the outcome. Now, sometimes the decision can be an individual personal decision you make, but then there may be times where you have to make decisions for your children decisions for your family, decisions, because I, I, I'm a business owner. So some of the decisions that I make may also have an impact on the community or the clients that I also serve. Now, making decisions, like I said, can be complicated for many individuals. It can be in regards to a lifestyle change, because sometimes the way we live our life is our decision. Financial, how we spend our money. Yesterday I was at my home my other home is Paula, Mrs. Paula Casino, and I told my significant other when I had him hold my money, I said, don't give it back to me under no circumstances. Why did I still want to play and I wanted my money back? <laughs> he said, but you said under no circumstances. Well, I changed my mind. I want to play. You know, I made a decision, and I knew what I was going to do when I went in there, but then I changed my mind. So sometimes when we make a decision, like I said, lifestyle change, financial, employment, where we're going to work, the type of work we're going to do, the type of work we're interested in doing, raising our children, we have to make decisions. And it can also be within a relationship. Sometimes in relationships, Mr. R., we have to make decisions. So my question to the audience is, how do you make a decision? Do you use the phrase, and I remember watching a movie as I was putting it together, I was watching one of, um, I remember one of Medea's film, and they had the, the little bracelet thing, what would Jesus do? Did you do the what would Jesus do? And it's funny because just recently I've been watching this movie, The Black Jesus. I'm like, really? And I'm laughing, and I'm like, they really made a show called The Black Jesus. So how do you make these decisions? Do you base or do you make decisions based on how you feel? Because sometimes, Mr. R., making a decision based on your feelings and your emotions can get you in trouble. So if you want to join in on the conversation, give us a call at 516-387-1914 because I want to hear how did you reach a decision. Are you able to make a decision that you can live with? Are you afraid of the outcome? Some individuals I've heard them say, well, if I say no, Mr. R., they might not want to be my friend. Or, you know, if I, if I don't do this, they're not going to want to talk to me anymore. So sometimes individuals make decisions not only based on their feelings, they may make decisions based on the feelings of somebody else. So we need to get to the point to where we can learn how to make a decision that we can live with. So then my question to you becomes, Mr. R., when you tell a person no, do your no means no? Miss J, uh, no, uh, no means no, but I'm compassionate. Uh-huh. So I give them another chance or okay. two. Okay. So three times. Are you? I mean, because that can mean a whole lot of different things. Because when we start talking about making decisions and making a decision that we live can live with. We know that people will fail us. Nobody is perfect. And it sounds like the decision that you are more emphasizing has to do with relationships, or whether I choose to entertain, whether I choose to have this person in my life, or whatever the case may be. Now, we know that decision-making is a process of making choices by identifying decisions. In order to make a decision, we also have to gather information. And not only gathering information, we also have to 
assess alternative resolutions. So when you say I give a person another chance, does that mean if they screw up, I'll give you one more chance? Or because sometimes some things are just deal breakers. Some when you know what you're dealing with with a person, why would you continue to entertain and let certain people in your life that you know may be difficult or may be a problem? Is it other second chance for you, or the second chance for them? Mr. R. Yes, Ms. J. Um, I'm right here. Uh, you know, I, that's a decision that you have to make. Mm-hmm. And it's personal, and it's, you know, quiet. Mm-hmm. Well, but then Hopefully we... it doesn't create other drama, especially mm-hmm. for the kids or anybody around the house. You know, because everything is about building a home, protecting the home, and making it nice. Mm-hmm. So decisions are hard to make, and sometimes you just have to take the decision to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting when you said sometimes decisions are hard to make. The first thing I thought about is not becoming some people sometimes... Sometimes I just got to put on my big girl panties and be like, look, I got to do this, you know. Now, strong decision-making helps resolve problems properly and creates leadership positions for the decision-maker. See, sometimes people are placed in positions to make decisions. It's like the, the, the hierarchy, the head of our house. We got God, we got the man of the house, then we got the woman of the home, and then we have the children. That's a hierarchy in regards to making decisions. Sometimes we bypass some of that. Now, I'm not saying that one should be disrespected or one should have way more authority, but go to God first. Then go to the man of your home. And hopefully the man of your home is competent enough and have the ability to make those decisions because you don't want to take those decisions from that person. And doesn't mean that the woman of the home has no say but you want to cooperate with one another in regards to making some decisions because strong decisions should be impartial and devoid any emotional influences that may overlook a person's shortcoming. Decision-making should also be transparent and logical. A lot of times when we're making decisions and we're making decisions based on how we feel and because a decision you make can't impact your life. You know, when I look at, think about politics, when I think about people committing crimes, when I'm thinking about people raising children, a lot of these things and decisions that people are making, there is going to be some backlash from it. Even me doing and making a, and coming with topics for the show, it's a decision, but it's a decision I have to live with, and not everybody is going to agree with it. Now, decision-making is very important, Mr. R, because one of the most important aspects in life is decision-making. And for every choice involves making the right decision. Sometimes it may not be that you made a wrong decision. It was right at that time. You may change your mind. But every choice that we had decided or doing can impact the lives either in a good way or a bad way. So it helps shape us to identify who we are to ourselves and to other people based on the decisions that we make. Because sometimes we'd be so worried about how people are going to look at us, we're going to think about us and all the other stuff. It plays a role, but like I said, sometimes you can't let those things bother you or handicap you or hold you down because other people's opinion of you sometimes with the art is really none of your business because you can't do anything about that. Miss J., you are yes. absolutely correct that every decision has consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it does. when you make it, there's no shame. You made mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, as, as you were saying that, I was thinking about my, I call her my sisters from another mother, my church family, Lady T. Um, her father used to tell her, use wisdom. Because no matter what you do, when you make the decision, use wisdom. And I like that. 
Because sometimes we make foolish decisions. Sometimes we go, and, you know, I remember one time my mother asked me, what you want me to do, scratch my butt and give you an answer? And sometimes you don't have to make a decision right now. Sometimes you might want to wait on it or you want to sleep on it or you might want to pray about it before you make that decision. I think it was one of our presidents, I think it was Bill Clinton, once said that he tries not to make decisions until after 3 p.m. Because by now you've got time to think about it, you're not hungry or what we call hangry, you know, you're not waking up in the morning based on, like they said, who, who pissed in your coffee this morning, you know, as you're making these decisions. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there is no split decisions. They're not good. You need mm-hmm. to take time, pace yourself, and understand that if you make a decision, you have consequences. I want to give the listeners some tips. And this is says tips for making decisions. Don't let stress get the better of you. A lot of times individuals may feel they have to make a decision under pressure. If you're under a lot of pressure, take some time to breathe before you come up with a result or an answer. Give yourself some time, if possible. That's the best thing to do so you're not making a decision decision based on impulse. You know, I had said that I wanted to buy me another house, Mr. R., and I've been sitting in this house in my rental property basically since 2013. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting patiently. Now, my waiting, the market has changed. The houses are more because I should have been moved to Riverside County. But I'm okay with it. I, I am definitely okay with it. You also want to weigh the pros and the cons. With this decision, what could be a good outcome or what can blow up in my face? Think about your goals and your values when you're making a decision. Consider as many or all possibilities as possible. Sometimes you got to talk it out. Keep a diary and plan on how you're going to tell others about your decision. You know, a lot of times I've heard people say, well, you know, I want to talk to my mom about the decision I made, or, you know, my parents may not agree with whatever I want to do, or it's your decision. At the end of the day, the decision is yours. Mr. R., what do you think about that? And we want to even some of the steps or is I feel, <laughs> if you want me to chime in right here, I feel yes. like that what you just said was clear and awesome. But, yeah, decision-making is very important, and it does have consequences. Mm -hmm. So people need to understand that when you make a decision, Mm -hmm. whether you're out of town, in town, I don't care where you are, it's clear that you have to handle the decision that you make. And you can't make a split decision because then you're going to regret it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You and don't want to make a decision based on um, regret. Now, I hear some things that you say, Mr. R, in relationships. And how does decision-making affect relationships? And it affects relationships in a lot of ways because sometimes some of the things that you do can have an impact on others. I remember being a kid, and my mother used to say to me that the things you do and when you're out there, and I'm going to use the term in the street, so when you're out there, people are not looking at you. They're looking at your mother. They're looking at your parents in regards to the decisions that you make can have an impact on the way people may think you were parented. When I think about the school shooting that happened recently in Texas and they said that the young man had shot his grandmother, and I'm like, okay, something must have been going on in that family in order for him to shoot his grandmother, and where where was his parents, or where are his parents? And then when the mother was saying he's not a monster, and but yet he, you know, would become aggressive, or however she described it, he made a decision to go hurt people. That was something he made his mind up to do. Now, whether he weighed the outcome, who knows? Did he even care? 
about the outcome, who knows? But it can have an impact on others. And I just use that as an example. Now, when you're talking about a dating relationship, decision-making is important because it deepens the connections and increases the amount of trust you have for each other. It is very difficult to trust a person that you want to love if they make poor, irrational decisions. I was watching the news today, and I was looking at Pelosi's husband allegedly got arrested for a DUI. She don't need to be on the news with her husband getting arrested for a DUI, but that doesn't mean people don't drink and drive. They do it all the time. But by that same token, he got caught. Now, this is going to be a big old mess based on a decision that he made. Now, again, going back to it deepens the connections, increase the amount of trust you have for each other, it creates a sense of reassurance. You know, Mr. R., when you have someone in your life and this person is responsible, this person does not act out irrational or based on anger, and they make a decision based on wisdom and they try to be assertive, make it a win-win situation, you feel more secure within this relationship. But if they are impulsive or they may be dealing with some things or got some addictive behaviors going on, be hard to trust that. So, again, it creates a sense of reassurance that they're always putting each other's needs on the same level, if not above their own. That's important in a relationship. What's your take on that? Yes, Miss J. And I just have to tell you that I'm gay, and that's okay. How are you going to tell me that? Wait a minute, Mr. R., how are you going to tell me what I already knew? Uh, Mr. L is uh, listening in. Uh huh. Sorry about that. Uh, Yeah. So, but yeah, my relationship, as far as my relationship goes, is awesome. I just wanted to, you know, make sure that your viewers, your listeners, know that decision making has consequences, and Mm -hmm. it does affect other people in exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. Because part of it is you want to make sure that the person has made a thoughtful decision. You thought it out. You weighed it out. You managed the trouble in regards to trying to help you to decide this is what I wanted to do. And like I said, that you can live with it, even in a relationship. You know, because sometimes relationships end, and a person made a decision that they wanted to end the relationship for whatever reason, whether it's abuse, whether it's abandonment, whether it's um, mental health issues, whether it was just toxic, whatever it was that was going on in that relationship, one has decided, like um, Gladys Knight would say, neither one of us want to be the person to say goodbye, but somebody got to say goodbye. So it makes no sense. To, and, and, I, and I know that common sense is not that common, but you want to make sure that even when you're talking about a relationship, and I'm looking at some information, and they talk about what are the four qualities of a healthy relationship. There are four components of a quality of a healthy relationship. Trust, communication, boundaries, and respect. Without these important pillars, a healthy relationship is nearly impossible. So if you've gotten yourself in a situation where there's a distrust, poor communication, lack of boundaries, and lack of respect, sometimes you got to make a decision like that cartoon said, exit stage left, and that's okay. If the person does not... <laughs> that was awesome. Exit stage, stage left. left. If they don't want to respect your boundaries, or they want to hold on and... They want to stop you and do domestic violence. You know what? There's classes for that, and I teach those classes to let people know, no, we can't be doing all of that. And a lot of times individuals get caught up in that. And like I said, and it goes back again, decision-making, a process. you got to process these things of making a choice. And it takes time. time. It takes time. Sorry to chime in. It takes time. Mm-hmm. And you can't yeah, make you split decisions. 
You don't want to waste. Like you said, you, don't want to come up. you have to. Sorry, my phone is cutting out. Um, like you said, you have to wait, process, and then make your decision. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't it, it, make it, it, split decisions. Correct. No, you don't want to make a split decision. And I'll give you, I'll give an example when you, when, when you're talking about decisions. I knew driving my vehicle that I needed another vehicle. I knew I did. Just like I was talking about with my house. I, I knew I wanted me another house. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna be doing all that cleaning, I know that much, but I knew that I want another house. But I knew I needed another vehicle because my vehicle was too small, me getting my big butt in, rolling in and out, my joints hurting, arthritis kicking my butt. I'm like, uh-uh, I can't do this. So I went to the Cadillac dealership. I knew I wanted a Cadillac for about a year. When I went, here's this whole roll of Cadillacs. I got to make a decision. I'm trying to look at what's going to give me the better bang for my buck. Because right now, who wants to pay over $50,000 for a freaking vehicle? It's ridiculous. But I'm looking for comfort. I'm looking for style. I'm looking for luxury. I'm looking for, but I don't want to be going from dealership to dealership to dealership, and sometimes that's what we do in relationships to make a decision. We go from place to place to place to place to place trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do. So when I'm, I'm looking at it, I looked at, again, and when we make decisions, we look for what's familiar. What did I do? Wind up with the same color I already had. What was I looking for? Maybe I had a sunroof. Maybe I had this. But I had to make a decision because I didn't want to be dragging people around from dealership to dealership to dealership and get confused. Because, Mr. R, sometimes we get confused as we are trying to make a decision. And sometimes individuals can also become very impatient with us as we're making this decision. Now, you brought up something about a split decision. Now, with a split decision, and what is a split decision, they decide, they have this as, some people use it in boxing, meaning like, you know what, we don't know who's the winner. It's split in regards to the decision. And what happens is people can see things differently, but they use it as it's split down the middle. Now, let's not only just take a split decision in in um, boxing, but let's, how would you want the listeners to have a better understanding of what you mean by saying it was a split decision? That was a bad decision, number one. I brought back compassion, patience, and pace myself. So I don't I don't feel like I have terror mm-hmm. around me. Um, mm-hmm. I know, you know, my my wonderful friend is probably on the line listening. Her name is Chrissy. She's a wonderful human being. And she has patience, and she has to say no sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was just on the phone with her. Clear my throat. I was just on the phone with her. And she has to say no. Mm -hmm. Financially, you know, everything else that happens, whatever. People want money. People are greedy. You just have to follow the Bible. And if you don't have the courage to say no and be clear on the no Mm -hmm. and not make split decisions, Mm -hmm. that is clear. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a better understanding of what you mean now because a decision can be made in an instant. That's what it sounds like you're referring to. And a split decision is to jump on and move on to the next. You're making these decisions irrationally. And sometimes what I'm hearing from you saying this is one that may be used to being a people pleaser that everybody comes to because they don't think the person's going to tell them no. They want that immediate gratification. So it's like, let me go to her. I can get what yes. I want. 
And yes. that can become a problem yes. because, like they say, he who pleases everyone pleases no one. You're not going to make everybody happy. I used to tell people when they would get mad at me, I'm going to be a B if I do it, I'm going to be a B if I don't, so just call me a B because my answer is no. I'm not doing it. And you don't want to do things. Now, if it's something and a person really needs it and you have the ability to do so, you can tell them, I'm going to do it this time. You set boundaries. That's why boundaries is so important. And you have to make a decision in order to make to set the boundaries. Because if not, you're giving, 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 and the person is taking, 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 you're upset, but you are allowing that person to be a taker from you because you're putting yourself in that situation. When all she got to do is exactly. give them one uh, You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I tell people sometimes, it don't have to be a no. It could be a hell no. It could be a no. It could be a you better go ask somebody else. It could be a I'm not the one. All that still means the same thing to me. No. I'm not doing it. So, yeah, boundaries are very important, and you have to say no and not be ashamed, and you got to go about your life. Correct, and not only saying no and not be ashamed, it goes back to Mr. R saying no and meaning no. That's the issue. If you tell a person, like you dating somebody, and they be like, and they ask you a question, you said. Oh, no, they're not serious. But if you get them to hell no, no. They know you mean no. Like I used to watch the show Greenleaf, and they said, let your yes be yes, your no's be no. Then there's no questions, and that's about being assertive. That's about letting the person know where you stand, and so then it won't come back and bite you in the butt. So, again, kids are notorious for that of waiting and, you know, I, I well, I, or no, this this was another one. They want to ask their parents for something, but my mom is going to say no. Well, if you know that, why do you even ask? Why don't you, you know, so it's a form, it, sometimes it can be a form of manipulation too. So you just want to make sure, and then like I said, with that, the lady that you're talking about, she's going to have to practice saying no. She's going to have to mean it when she say no. And if she, there's time when she do have to say yes, she got to be able to live with her yes, it's just like she got to live with her no. Meaning, weigh it out, the pros and the cons. Is this going to hurt me? Is it going to hurt them? Am I, am I giving them something? And I'm going to tell you, this is one of the things that I base it on when it comes to giving people things in a relationship. Am I giving them or doing something for them that they can do for themselves? Am I helping or am I hurting? That's a decision you have to make. If, if what you're doing is actually hurting a person or if it's helping a person, you got to know. Miss Jay, what you just said is perfect and it's awesome. However, other people, they tend to have compassion, and that's where it breaks down. Yeah, but, okay, when does compassion cross over to stupidity or doing too much? When does compassion turn over into enabling and handicapping? That's not compassion. I can have compassion for you. I can have empathy for you, but I'm not doing your work. I'm not going to do it. So sometimes people will take advantage of your compassion because one may be an impact. Okay, i got a person that just signed on. Let me log them on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio, number N N four zero. What do you want to add to this show as we're talking about decision-making? Okay? I know you're on, but numbers ending at 4 zero. just wanted to know if you wanted to share something, if you wanted to add something, or if you're just listening to the show. But you are on live if you do want to add to the show. So getting back to what you're saying, Mr. R, you can have compassion for a person. You can be concerned about their situation. But if you're more concerned about their situation than they are concerned about their situation, that's a problem. So do you want to be part of the problem, or do you want to be part of a solution, or do you want to come up with a resolution? Everybody don't always want your help. Sometimes they may just want your assistance. 
That's a big difference. Now, I want to read over 17, because it talks about what are the methods of decision-making, and it talks about the seven-step decision-making process. Identify the decision that needs to be made. So one of the things your friends can do, Mr. R, is before she makes this decision of whether she wants to help or because she's going to have compassion for a person regardless, and she needs to determine what she can do to help with the situation, she got to identify it, meaning where do I step in? Where am I most needed? Where do I need to back off? Okay? So identify the decision that needs to be made. Two, gather relevant information. So talking to the person. Like I tell people, today is the 30th. Tomorrow we got May 31st. Don't call me and ask me, can I help you with your rent when I know I got to pay my mortgages? Because if I help you with your rent this month and you can't pay me my money back in five days, ten days, now I'm stuck. So you want to try to gather as much information that's relevant as you possibly can. And then step three, identify alternative solutions. I remember when I would go to people, and I don't like being told no, so I ain't going to tell them to tell a lie. But I remember going to individuals, and people knew, Jeanette only going to ask you something if she really, really needs it. If she don't need it, I'll do my best to do it myself. And I would try to come up with solutions. But I remember my godbrother kept telling me one time, oh, you're going to be okay. Oh, you're going to be okay. Oh, it's going to work. And I was like, it is not going to work at all. I need to my this money. i got to take care of this. i got to take care of that. But he taught me patience and helped me explore other solutions. And I appreciated him for that because I felt like I was stuck and I was trapped, but I really wasn't. There's always other solutions. The solution may don't always have to be your friend, Mr. R. The other person, if that if she tells them no, they go go get it from somebody else. Um, I'm gonna use this as an example. I remember, and my cousin, may he rest in peace. My cousin and my uncle one time called me. It was the Fourth of July, and they said. Hey, cuz, you got $25? Um, we trying to have a barbecue, and I want to get $25 to go get us something to eat. I'm sitting up there thinking to myself, how do you go barbecue on the 4th of July with $25? Mr. R. So I was really baffled with that. So I went, and I took my uncle to $25. My daughter said, you can barbecue with $25 if you ask a couple of people for $25. I wasn't thinking about it that way. And even before I got there, he was already cooking. So you really didn't even need my $25. You had already made up in your mind. You had a solution to where if some people told you no, you still was going to come up with enough $25 to go to the grocery store to go get your hot dog, hamburgers, ribs, or whatever it is you had to cook, use to cook. So, like I said, just because you say no, sometimes it can be delayed but not denied. A person may try to go get their resources from somebody else to come up with a solution. Weigh the evidence. Choose amongst alternatives. Take action. You know, Mr. R, that's one of the hardest things for some people to do is to take action. Sometimes you got to step out on faith. Sometimes you got to look at the situation and say, you know what, i got to do something. Because if a decision is not made, this predicament can get worse or it can get out of control. As I'm watching the news, as I look at things that's going on in social media, people need to make some decisions. Individuals need to make some decisions that's for the best for as many people as possible, but they got to take action. Review your decision and its impact, both good and bad. Like I said, being a business owner, Mr. R, all of my decisions that I make may not be good for everybody, still got to make a decision. I still got to handle something. Mr. R., what is your take on some of the information that I just shared? Because I like to take an action part, because I think that's what most individuals struggle with. When do I do it? How do I do it? When is the best time to proceed? Well, number one is courage. Mm-hmm. Courage to make your decision. Mm-hmm. Number two is faith. Number three 
is just love and just not be afraid. Mm-hmm. But what do you think that people are afraid of? You know, when you said that, I thought about something, and I'm Googling it because I want to look at something. Because some individuals can make selfish decisions. Some individuals can make decisions that's all about them. They made a decision, but their decision is one-sided. But they still made a decision. And it can lead to their behavior. It can also have a negative outcome. What do you think about individuals that make selfish decisions? I think that's wrong, vain, and it's told in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but you got to remember everybody that's told in the Bible. That, I, I don't have to apologize about that one. Uh-huh. I mean, a conscious decision about that word that I just said, mm-hmm. but courage of a lion mm-hmm. with the crown it's in the mm-hmm. book of, I think, James mm-hmm. uh, or Corinthians. I don't I don't remember. Anyway. But the thing is, when an individual makes a selfish decision, their decision is all about them. They made a decision. But it, they did not take into consideration the outcome of nobody yeah. but themselves. Or let me just get back. How it affects other people. I'm I'm doing the show. The door lock? Why are you knocking on the door? Reginald! Open the door. Why is the door locked? What? I'm doing the show. I got people knocking on the window. Okay. All right, Mr. R., what'd you say? We're talking about <laughs> so, yeah, we have to understand yeah, how fine. decisions affect other people in the long run. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not is, just about ourselves. It's right. about others. That's you. But, okay, so here we go again. If the person is selfish and the decision is about them only and what they want the outcome to be, and then you had a person that you were talking about that has compassion. You see how people can get caught up in toxic relationships and unhealthy situations because you're dealing with a person that is all about me and got to do with you. I made this decision, and this decision is what I want out of the outcome. So there are some selfish individuals out there. And we have to take that into consideration. And one of the biggest reasons that selfish individuals tend to think sometimes they don't have enough, even when they do, is that the selfish individual, therefore, is likely sometimes to not want to share with others. I've got a son that I just be thinking, hey, he's so selfish. It'd be all about him. He makes it seem like it ain't about him, but I know it'd be about him. So when we start talking about decisions and decision-making, it can affect your behavior. Now, let's talk about, and you indicated something earlier about a bad decision. How do you know if a decision is a bad decision or a good decision? What's a bad decision? Bad behavior. Now, I'm looking at something and it indicates what makes bad decisions or bad decision makers. Because there are some individuals that are poor decision makers. I see you, Miss Gilda. You can call in if you want to as we're talking about decision making. Now, when we talk about a bad decision maker, there are some individuals that do not make good decisions. It could be because they don't have enough information. They don't have and utilize enough resources. They can do things based on impulse. But most of our bad decisions occur because they feel comfortable and automatic. Our emotions can steer us incorrectly. That's why I always say do not make a decision based on your emotions or how you feel about something because that can get you in trouble. Our perception of time is inaccurate and skewed towards sometimes the present. So what happens 
on the way that they are willing to reason and comprehend us, Hence, comprehend what we're trying to say. And sometimes we start talking about a person making bad decisions. It could be a person that is dysfunctional or they don't have their life in order, which can manifest in a lot of different ways. And it could be poor financial decisions, poor relationship decisions, inability to keep jobs, have an unhealthy personal relationship. Those are just some examples. So if you know that this person has difficulties holding and maintaining a job, why would you loan them some money? Or why would you rent them a place to stay? So sometimes we have to make decisions not based on trying to judge what another person is doing, but we're trying to weigh all the evidence and all the information based on what we have. Because bad decisions can affect your life by, and it can affect your life badly, because actually our success depends on decisions that which we make and we take at the present time. And if our decision is wrong, sometimes we may have to repent. Sometimes it can ruin other people's lives. It can make other people become disappointed in us. And sometimes we become disappointed in ourselves. So sometimes when we're looking at bad decisions versus good decisions, Mr. R, I want to say a lot of times it has to do with the outcome. We're looking at if the outcome is great, we'd be like, oh, that was a good decision. You did a great job. But if you thought that the decision you made affected and hurt a lot of people, that may not be a good decision. We've got to go back to the drawing board. And when I was thinking about that, and I'm not trying to become political, but I'm thinking about this vaccination, COVID, they made a decision. They wanted people to go get vaccinated. People became vaccinated. People that got vaccinated caught COVID again. People got boosted. What, 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 how are we going to make a decision if we're not being given accurate information? Now, that, Mr. R, I find it very complicated to make a decision if you're being lied to or if you're being deceived or misled. You have you to make a decision. What you say? You have to make a decision. Either you want nutrients, you eat well, or you want to go to Taco Bell. But now we're gonna leave Taco Bell alone because people keep talking about this Taco Bell Mexican pizza. I'm a Taco Bell fanatic, but Taco Bell told my stomach up one time. I, said, I know mm-hmm. it's about nutrients. I cheese fries, but me and Taco Bell, we 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 have to part ways. I can't be doing Taco Bell, but um, I, I do. Can't, I can't wait for the show to end so I can go back to my Paul's place. And finish eating my breakfast that I haven't ate, but because I, I gotta eat that. Oh my gosh, Pepe's! No, stop making me hungry. I love Pepe's alone. I, <laughs> I love you, Miss J. I'll let you go. Bye. Rock. <laughs> I chewed on that rock. I said, "What the world?" I, I don't think Pepe's watched they beans all the way. Pepe gave me a rock. So somehow you just hung up. And I want the caller to know with the ending in the last number of 40, you're still on if you want to share, because I just lost Mr. R and I just lost you too. The call just dropped. So, again, decision making, making the decision that you can live with, sometimes that takes courage, that takes skills, it takes technique. It's not about being selfish, it's about basically being assertive. We want to make sure that even if we did make bad decisions in the past, it's not too late to turn it around. It's not too late to get yourself back together and start making healthy decisions. You know, whether it's a decision that you made in parenting, you don't have to feel like you're a guilty parent. If it's a a decision you made in a relationship and you got caught up in a toxic, unhealthy relationship, it's not too late to turn your life around and pull back. If you made a decision that was based on employment, and sometimes with employment we think of, I want to make a decision where I want to make a lot of money. Mm-mm. That's not a good way to make a decision because you might wind up selling your soul to be making six-digit figures and still not happy with your job. So you want to make a decision even with employment that you can live with, even when it comes to where you're going to live, whether you decide whether you want to have children, even if you want to have a pet. You want to make sure that once you made that decision that you wanted this pet, that you're willing to take care of it. So sometimes we got to not only take actions with the decisions that we make, 
We got to nurture the outcome of the decision that we make and live with it. Don't be ashamed of something if you made a decision. Own it. It was your decision. It was mine. I had free will. I was able to do and free to do what I wanted to do. Now, I'm looking at some information, and it talks about, I'm trying to open this up, six reasons we make bad decisions and what to do about them. And this was written by a person by the name of Mike Irwin. And he indicated that research has shown that the typical person makes about 2,000 decisions every waking hour. And most decisions are binary, and we make them instinctively and automatically. I had to make a decision on what I wanted to eat today, what to wear, what to wear to work in the morning, whether to eat lunch now or later, etc. But many of the decisions that we make throughout the day take real thought and have serious consequences. And consequently, making good decisions is arguably the most important habit because you want to make a habit of making good decisions. Whether it affects our choices with our health, our safety, our relationships, our overall well-being, and based on experience, you know, individuals, even, like I said, what type of job we have, whatever. These are some of the things that they talk about in regards to um, six reasons we make bad decisions. So I want you to think about these things. Decision fatigue. Lord, sometimes you can just be tired of making decisions. It's like you just got to do this, 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 this. Even the most energetic individuals don't have endless mental energy. Our ability to perform mental tasks and make decisions wears thin when it is repeatedly exerted. I had a person call and they was complaining about therapists. Well, it seems like I can't find a therapist. All the therapists, we're getting kind of tired of keep dealing with and hearing some of this stuff all the time with making decisions. So we get to make a decision based on the cases that we want to take or the cases that we feel we may not be able to be helpful with. It is a decision. So, again, that mental energy, it can deplete you. Now, they indicate that one of the most famous studies on this topic showed that prisoners are more likely to have paroled approved in the morning when their cases are heard in the afternoon. With so many decisions to make, especially ones that have a big impact on others, it's inevitably to experience decision fatigue. You get decision fatigue. And to counter it, identify the most important decision you need to make and as often as possible, prioritize your time so that you make them with your energy levels at the highest, meaning don't make a decision when you're tired because that's, that's important. Another thing it indicates is a steady state of distraction. When we talk about distraction, sometimes the brain, it says research estimates that our brain process five times as much information. Today, they say consequently, many of us live in a continuous state of distraction and struggle to focus. Like I said, I'm doing a show, so I'm not going to window. I'm calling my son. That's a distraction. I got food sitting right in front of me. I'm hungry. I'm smelling it. I got all this stuff going on. We are easily to be distracted either through email, social media, the news, all of that stuff. So when we make a decision, you want to make sure that you pay attention to whether you are being distracted by something else or diverted into another area. Another area is the lack of input. The Kellogg School recently found that in a typical meeting, on an average of three people do 70% of the talking. It looked like the people that I had called in on the show then just disappeared on me, so now I'm doing the rest of the talking. So the lack of input can have something to do with decision-making. Another one, I like this one, multitasking. There aren't many jobs left in the world today that don't require at least some multitasking. I do radio, be answering the phone, checking emails, or multitask. Some individuals are not good at multitasking because it's difficult for them to stay focused. But what happens is we start talking about decision-making effectiveness suffers up to 40% when we focus on two cognitive tasks at a time. So when you need to make an important decision, carve out and commit several blocks of time during the day to focus deeply on 
don't be so caught up doing three, four, five, and six different things that you don't take the time to make decisions because you said multitasking. Another one is emotion. Experiencing frustration, excitement, anger, joy, or any other type of emotion is a fundamental part of daily human experiences. And while these emotions have meaningful roles in our life, we probably don't need to, to deal with all this all at one time. But you need to know your emotions. You need to be emotionally regulated, emotionally mature, and during special or during moments of peak anger or happiness, you want to make sure that you're making a good decision. Okay, Roger, we got four minutes still left on the radio, and I'm still on. Okay? All right. So when we start talking about these moments of peak anger and happiness, it can hinder our ability to make a decision. Deciding to speak or send an email while angry often compounds a tough situation. I tell individuals now, if I'm upset about something, I need to take some time before I make a decision. Hilda wrote on here, it was one time in my life I asked Jesus Christ, could he make my decision for me every day I had in my life? And you know what, Gilda, that's huge. Sometimes you do got to take it to the Lord in prayer. Sometimes you don't want to act on impulses. Sometimes you do got to pray about it. Sometimes you got to sleep on it. Because I tell people, I don't want to say nothing. I want to do something that I may later regret. So let me think about this for a minute before I open my mouth and insert my foot. So that is huge because the words may not come out right. And to counter this, we need to pay attention to your emotional state and focus on the character strength of self-control. Because sometimes we'll piss somebody off because we pissed off. Or we will say something or do something that we may later regret. I'm trying to see, Gilda, because you wrote something else on here. But, yeah, we do need to let God take control. Like you said, Jesus takes the wheel. Or you know, give me the words to come out of my mouth to be able to say the right thing to people. Before I even did this show, I didn't put this show together. I was laying in the bed to almost 10 o'clock before I realized, uh-uh, I got to be able to put this stuff together. Because I try to pray on it. I try to focus. I try to make sure that I'm saying the right thing because people are listening and they may need this type of guidance. You want to resist the temptation to respond to people or make decisions while you're emotionally keyed up. If you got anxiety going on, anger going on, you're mad, you're pissed off, don't do that. It's not time. Sometimes we got to practice walking away from the computer, putting the phone down, separating yourself from toxic people because you don't want to get caught up, because you're able to think more clearly. I'm thinking of something I can think clearly now in the rain is gone. So sometimes you want to make sure that you are centered. It talks about analysis paralysis. While information age has gifted us up with abundance of information, big data, metric, is so much information. We want to make sure we don't have way more information than what we need. The decisions we make determine our reality. They directly impact how we spend our time or what information to ignore. Our decisions can shape our relationships and increasingly today. In our hyper-connected world, decisions contributed to our energy level and how effective we are in our various aspects of our lives. So I want you to remember that. I want you to take the time today to sit back, relax, enjoy the day. It is a legal holiday. Don't make any ill decisions. If you don't want to answer your phone, talk to people, don't do it. If you know it's an answer, just like yes. But make sure you can live with it. we got to make better decisions when it comes to our health, when it comes to our finances, when it comes to our relationships, and the way we treat even strangers. So I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. If you weren't able to listen to the show live, you can click on the link anytime in demand. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all kind of places now. You can just Google Jeanette Abney if you have a topic that you would like to discuss. If you know me personally, give me a call. If not, you can reach out to me on one of the social media platforms, or you can call my office at 
1677. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Bye-bye.